Hello, and welcome to the Weekend 10 from EO Audio. Today is Friday, September 22nd, and I'm your host, Daniel Wattenberger. This is the podcast where we give you the week's news in under 10 minutes. Just enough time to wash the dishes, go for a short run, or pull your sweaters and long pants out from storage. It is that time of year. Up front, I want to thank Emily Olson for getting this podcast started, as well as all the other work she did here at the EO this summer. We've had some great interns come to us through the University of Oregon Snowden Internship Program, and we wish Emily the best. Wildfires have been in the news for more than two months now, which isn't unusual this time of year. About 8 million acres have burned in the American West. We spent the early part of September socked in by smoke, and only this week a much-needed rain helped douse the devastating Eagle Creek Fire in the Columbia River Gorge. The interstate is expected to fully open this weekend, and containment is around 50% on that fire. Now that the more immediate threats are behind us, we've begun to look at measures to reduce catastrophic wildfires in the West. Representative Greg Walden is working on the Resilient Federal Forests Act of 2017, which would help expedite forest thinning projects and work to resolve legal challenges that keep work from being done. Walden stopped by the EO this week to talk about the bill, which passed the House Committee on Natural Resources. Its big-picture goal is to reduce the buildup of dense forests and dead tree stands that act as kindling for massive wildfires. I, I don't want to see our, our forests just continue to go up like they are, mm-hmm. and moreover, impacting our communities with unhealthy air for weeks, if not months at a time. You know, when you have to cancel the 30th anniversary of Cycle Oregon, the Folk Festival yeah. and Sisters, Shakespearean plays at Ashland, school in Hood River, school in mm-hmm. Sisters, because yeah. the air is too bad to breathe, mm-hmm we got to reassess what's happening and whether it's climate change or it's, you know, a lack of rain for 90 days or a kid throwing a smoke bomb off a trail, um, how we fight these fires, uh, how we manage the forest matter. More than three quarters of the Umatilla and Wallowa Whitman National Forests are at moderate to high risk for uncharacteristic fire, according to the North Blue Mountains Coalition. And around the country, 58 million acres of national forest are at high or very high risk. The bill would allow logging of trees more than 21 inches in diameter and take forest management plans out of the purview of the National Environmental Protection Act. This isn't the first time Walden has tried to pass legislation to address wildfires. Versions of the bill have passed the House each of the last four years. Another bill, the Bipartisan Wildfire Disaster Funding Act, which Oregon Senators Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley have also supported, would tap into federal disaster relief funds to fight massive fires instead of taking money from fire prevention projects. My view is we're funding the 10-year average for forest firefighting every year. Mm-hmm. And so we got a 10-year average. After that, this ought to be treated like a hurricane or a, a yeah. tornado or you name it, any other disaster. We go and write a big check to Houston or Puerto Rico, where we're going to do and on this, they make us, they make Forest Service take the money out of existing budget in real time to fight fire, and then we replenish it. They can't do the work. I mean, we, we repeat the cycle, and I've told them just not fired here, we're going to fix it. I took on Mick Mulvaney, who's a former colleague in OMB. When he and Mnuchin were in our conference, I went to the mic and said, got tax reform, got disaster, but when are you guys going to help us? Yeah. They're, they're working on it. Also this week, the era of Megafire's presentation was in Pendleton, Paul Hesberg, a scientist, was speaking about the problems that the forests face, and Opinion Page editor Tim Trainer was there to listen to it. 
Yeah, it was an interesting presentation. About uh, more than 100 folks showed up at the Vert in Pendleton this week um, to hear the presentation. It was pretty timely with uh, with the big fire season that's just kind of winding down now. Uh, it was really fascinating, uh, really sort of uh, you know he, he brought up some stuff that kind of uh, rattled your brain a little bit. Very apolitical. Um, he he you know he's a scientist. He sees the effects of climate change on a daily basis and knows that these fire seasons are only going to get worse. And he wants to take uh, serious action to uh, to to sort of uh, clean out our forests that are that have too much brush. They're too homogenous. They're the same size. They're uh, very uh, you know, disease prone. And uh, he wants to do a lot of work to them. Uh, He called it an epidemic of trees, which you wouldn't think you'd hear from a forester. Uh, But he said there's just too many trees. It's bad for the environment. It's taking too much water. Uh, It's making things too warm. And it's uh, not, they're not, they don't have the ability to protect themselves since they're so close together. It was really fascinating. I think everyone was there kind of uh, learned something and, and, and rattle around some thoughts for the next couple of days. And so um, you are a fairly environmentally conscious person. You, 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 you're in the forest a lot. And yeah. you, you like being out there. And, and yep. so hearing this and then speaking to – talking with Greg Walden the next day, do you, do you feel like there's some similarities in, in the messages there? I think, I think definitely. Um, Hesburgh, yeah. I mean it was definitely a lot about uh, forest thinning. Which which is is major uh, you know initiative of Walden and 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 the presentation ge- geared around that he was from Wenatchee and they lost a lot of homes and a lot of property in that in that big fire there last couple years and so a lot of the effect now is on on all these uh, urban wild interfaces the wooies and not just uh, making our forests safe but our homes you know more incre- increasingly we're living in forest environments in in Umatilla County that's in Tollgate. And that's in Ukiah, and that's in Meacham. Uh, those those folks have a have a lot of danger around them. If 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 one of those uh, forests goes up, they're in serious um, you know they're, they're, there's a serious problem there. So it's incumbent on all of us to think about this before a, a disaster happens. And um, I, th- I think I, yeah, I think uh, a lot of Walden's bill um, would would be sort of the the is what Hesburgh would like to see happen to our forest. A lot more active management, especially in, in uh, urban interfaces. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Pendleton City Council agreed to lease the old downtown police station to a local youth-oriented nonprofit for $1 a month for the next year. REACH, which stands for Reaching Every Adult and Child Through Hope, is a newly formed organization that has operated out of the Pendleton Recreation Center for the past few months. The group plans to operate at the old police station one or two evenings a week and will consider expansion once its programs become self-sustaining. Councillor John Brenny questioned the group's ability to operate with no trained counselors, staff, or budget. The council ultimately agreed to the one-year lease with the city's option to terminate. In other council news, the city and the family that owns the old city hall building that was severely damaged by fire in 2015 has reached an agreement. The family will avoid paying fines in exchange for pleading guilty to violating the nuisance ordinance and continuing to make progress in restoring the building. The Cusada family has been working to get the building back up to code and ready for use, but had run afoul of the city's code because the roof had not been repaired. Last December, the council voted to fine the family $500 a day until the roof was functional. 
Windows must be installed in the coming months, and the Casadas must apply for a certificate of occupancy by September 1, 2018. The council also discussed an ordinance to ban smoking in all parks, but took no action. Hermiston opened its first disc golf course this week, offering nine baskets across 11th Street from the Good Shepherd Medical Center. A more difficult set of nine baskets will be installed in the spring, along with a plaque with a map of the course. A $15,000 grant from Good Shepherd's Foundation helped make the course a reality. Weston Middle School opened a $100,000 fitness center this week, thanks to a grant from the Governor's Fitness Councils. Fitness guru Jake Steinfeld was on hand to cut the ribbon, and students from the school got their first workouts at the ellipticals, exercise bikes, and other equipment afterward. According to teacher Justin Funderbunk, the center will allow PE classes to receive a better exercise education. Students Josh McDowell and Peyton Sinclair created a humorous video bemoaning the poor state of fitness facilities in Weston, which got the notice of the Governor's Council. You can find the video on our website. State Representative Greg Barreto announced this week he'll run for a third term in the legislature. The Cove businessman represents District 58, which covers Union, Wallowa, and part of Umatilla County, including Pendleton. He was appointed to serve in Republican leadership during his current term. An 18-year-old California man pleaded guilty to manslaughter in a shooting death in Boardman in September of 2016 and will serve more than eight years in prison. David Alvarez admitted to shooting and killing Evencio Salas Bureta over what police say was a drug debt of 50 to $70. The victim was 27. For all these stories and more, visit eastoregonian.com. Thanks for listening.